Well, as these guys said, I'm Steve Rossi. I'm the lead pastor here. For you guys who are visiting, welcome. We're so glad that you guys are here this morning. And um, he is risen. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. And so I come to you in the full measure of the blessing of Christ. I come to you in the full measure of the blessing of Christ, not because of who I am and not because of what I've done, but because of who He is and what He's done and what He's doing and what He will do because He who began a good work in you and in me is faithful to complete it. And so we have access, as Kiara said, to the Father because Jesus didn't just die. He rose again, right? And we are one with the Lord, those who are in Christ Jesus through faith in Jesus. Amen. And so um, part of what it is to be in Christ is to bring his kingdom. It's not just to preach his word, but to demonstrate his kingdom. Amen. And one of the ways that Jesus does that because he is still alive, because he is real and at work here in the earth is that he brings healing. Last week, somebody got healed here in their back and uh, their back is well. A few weeks before that, another woman was healed in her back. Did anybody get healed on, during Good Friday or this morning's service so far? Can you raise your hand? Any healings? Okay. All right. Um, amen. Praise God. <laughs> All right. Praise God. But Jesus is healer. Amen. And um, also Jesus gives us revelatory gifts. And so a few weeks ago, our kids were hearing from the Lord. And one of the kids uh, heard a word for Amy. Is there an Amy here? No Amy? <laughs> um, okay. All right, I'm going to hold on to that. Um, and so we do believe that that is for someone um, to, uh, who's grown in hunger for God's Word. And uh, there's people online, so I'll just release the Word. So, um, Amy, uh, if you're online, uh, I just uh, sense through the kids and what they're hearing that the Lord is uh, making you a seer that he is um, going to reveal himself to you, Amy, in this next season, um, and uh, in ways through visions, and also give you a hunger for his word that lights your path. Amen? Amen. Well, um, Mary Magdalene and Mary, mother of James, were looking from afar as Jesus was crucified on the cross. And then, opposite of the tomb... They looked at Jesus as he was wrapped in linen by Joseph, of, by Joseph of Arimathea and placed in the tomb. The first day after the Sabbath, after he had been in the tomb, Mary and Mary were looking on the tomb waiting to anoint him. And that's where the story picks up. If you could put the passage on the screen, Matthew 28, 2-10. It's on the screen behind me. There was a violent earthquake, for an angel of the Lord came down from heaven and going to the tomb, rolled back the stone and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning and his clothes were white as snow. The guards were so afraid of him that they shook and became like dead men. 
the angel said to the women, Do not be afraid, for I know that you're looking for Jesus who was crucified. He is not here. He has risen, just as he said. Come and see the place where he lay. Then go quickly and tell his disciples, He is risen from the dead and is going ahead of you into Galilee. There you will see him. Now I have told you. So the women hurried away from the tomb, afraid yet filled with joy, and ran to tell his disciples. Suddenly Jesus met them. Greetings, he said. They came to him, clasped his feet, and worshipped him. Then Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid. Go and tell my brothers to go to Galilee. There they will see me. You know, I've often wondered, did Jesus choose, you know, there's another account where it says that he appeared first to Mary Magdalene. And I've often wondered, did Jesus choose to appear to Mary Magdalene first? Or did he appear to her because she never stopped looking? She never stopped seeking him. She never stopped taking him at a word that she may have known that was, when you seek me with all your heart, you will find me. Or maybe, and the Bible doesn't say, but I think she knew Jesus prophesied three times that he wouldn't just die, but that he would rise. So she was watching in earnest. She was expectant. She was still hungry. She was still on assignment. She was still looking on this one who rescued her. Right? And so... She's looking, and she's watching, and she's waiting. And I think she found him. You know, it's like she was watching the grave and believing the word that said that his word would go back forth and do all that it was set out to do and would not return void. And just as she believed that, she believed that he would go into that grave, but also come back out. Amen? Because he said so. And so on a morning like this morning, I'm preaching a predictable message, right? I'm preaching on Christ resurrected. But as I seek to marry this content, this context, with our context here and now, in 2023 in western Pennsylvania to a room full of missionaries. I could speak for our Gospel Tab family. This is a room full of missionaries, a room full of Jesus followers, What I don't want to do is just preach this story, but talk about how it's a pattern and it is power for our lives. That the resurrection power of Christ, that the way of Christ is not just through Jesus unto salvation, but the way of Christ is also a pattern of life that He would first have to die in order to rise. Amen? Mary knew about this pattern in her own life. Mary was surrendered to Jesus, but not before she encountered the power of God's love for her. You see, in another account, it said that she was delivered from seven demons. And how many of you know that before there is a deliverance, there's a demon? (laughs) That before there is a healing, there's a wound? That before there's a Sunday, there's a Friday? That before there's a resurrection, there's a death. And I know you want me to just preach about the resurrection. But Jesus is like, I need you to talk about death if you're talking about resurrection. Because real life only happens on the other side of death. Amen? Amen. Let's continue with the next part of the passage. 
Then the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. And when they saw Him, they worshipped Him, but some doubted. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. And my main point today is that since we're baptized into Christ, we live and give abundant life. Well, it's interesting here. The disciples, some of them, even in seeing Jesus, doubt. Right? It says that some of them doubted as He came before them in Galilee. And John said so beautifully, it's so true that there is room, there's place for doubt. And Jesus meets us all where we are. Right? And so... Um, he meets them in their doubt. You know, one passage says that they thought the women were senseless when they came to them. That the men who came to them from the road to Emmaus, that they didn't believe them or the, or the women who came to them. And Jesus said in another account, why do you doubt in your heart? And he even invited them, right, to feel the side, to feel his wounds. And so Jesus believed his word, right? He would ask them, why do you doubt in your hearts? Jesus knew he would rise. Jesus knew he had to rise, right? And so, it, though it was logical, though it was reasonable for them to think, well, I saw him die, you know? Like, of course he's still dead. I saw him die on the cross. Jesus isn't after our logic or our reason. He's after our faith in his word. He's after faith in His Word. And Jesus had faith for His own Word, right? The Bible says, For the joy set before Him, He endured the cross. How many of you know that Jesus didn't endure the cross by joy? Jesus endured the cross by faith in the Word. For the joy, you and me, set before Him. What? That He would be restored to relationship with us. That through His work on the cross, we, His joy would be restored to Him in right relationship through His resurrection. Amen? But it was by faith. He believed in His Word. I'm reminded of Abraham, right? Abraham was a hero of faith. Why? Because God promised that, um, that His offspring would continue through His promised son Isaac, right? But then God said, go and, and sacrifice Isaac. And Abraham just went and on to do what he said. And he thought, he'll either spare my son or he will raise him. Why? Because God said my offspring would come through Isaac. <laughs> and it was credited. This faith was credited to him as righteousness. So Jesus is after this kind of faith we see in Abraham and Mary Magdalene, right? And um, Jesus didn't just resurrect. He is the resurrection. He is the resurrection and the life. And Jesus believed His Word, if you could put it on the screen, that said, You will not abandon Me to the realm of the dead, nor will you let your faithful ones see decay. And if you can go to the next one, He believed His Word that says, Yet it was the Lord's will to crush him and cause him to suffer. And though the Lord makes his life an offering for sin, he will see his offspring and prolong his days. 
and the will of the Lord will prosper in his hand. After he has suffered, he will see the light of life and be satisfied. By his knowledge, my righteous servant will justify many, and he will bear their iniquities. Jesus knew, and Jesus was a man of sorrow, even to the point of death. Do you know before he died, he wanted to die of sorrow because of what was ahead of him. He did not want this. This was not his joy. (laughs) You and me are his joy, but not the crucifixion. (laughs) And so, but Jesus surrendered his will to the Father. And I think for us, there's there's a picture of this pattern of death that leads to life. Because the first death is the death to self. The first death is the death to self. What do I mean by that? Jesus said, deny yourself, take up your cross daily, and follow me. What Jesus is talking about in the life, for the life of the believer is to surrender, to submit our souls to His Spirit. To surrender our mind, our will, and our emotions to His Spirit. Now, we don't always feel like doing that. That doesn't always feel good, right? But let me tell you, on the other side of that surrender is resurrection life. And Jesus is after for our life a life of abundance, a life of freedom, a life of wholeness. But guys, it only comes through the death first to self. And so if there's wounding in your life, it looks like doing the soul work toward healing. Maybe it's counseling. Maybe it's receiving prayer for healing from Jesus. This is an example of that. It's surrendering. It's humbling ourselves. You know, when we, were, when we were worshiping, one of the pictures I got as Jake told us to fix our eyes on Jesus, one of the pictures that I saw was Jesus with like a big like hood over his, over his head. And like part of his face was covered. And I was just reminded that Jesus is often um, hidden in the hidden places, not from us, but for us. He's not hidden from us, He's hidden for us. I mentioned at the beginning, right, how Mary would seek him until she found him, right? (laughs) And this invitation of Jesus is to, whether it's for our healing, whether it's for addiction in our lives, whatever it's for is to come as we are and surrender and contend until that thing is broken in our lives, until that wound is healed in our lives. Amen? And so this picture of surrender, when it's temptation toward sin behavior, it's the power of the Spirit in us to surrender until that thing is broken in our lives by the very same resurrection power. Amen? Amen. Well, Jesus in this passage talks about baptism, right? And in every gospel account, when he meets his disciples after his resurrection, he talks about them being encountered by, enveloped with, submerged by God. In Luke, he says, go and preach the gospel in all creation, and, uh, but wait in the upper room until you've been clothed with power from on high. And in John's account, he breathes on them. And he says, receive the Holy Spirit. And in Mark's account, he says, preach the gospel and those who believe and are baptized, there's that word again, will be saved. Now, at the gospel tab, you always hear us saying, if you've been around us, that 
that baptism in water is an outward expression of an inward heart change. But this isn't the baptism that Jesus is talking about. The baptism that Jesus is talking about here is the inward heart change. He's talking about encountering the power of God that transforms you, that even raises you from the dead, right? He's talking about believing on and receiving Jesus as your Lord and Savior and so being buried with Christ and raised to newness of life as He was raised from the grave. Amen? And so He says those who will be believe and be baptized will be saved. Here He says go and baptize people in the name of the Father. You know, that means in the character, in the nature, in the person of God that they would encounter God through the preaching of the Word and through the demonstration of His kingdom. Amen? And so this is what it looks like when he talks about baptism. That word baptizo means submerge. It means immerse. Again, it just means to be enveloped with God Himself. Okay? And so Jesus here is after that in our lives. So what I'm not saying, when I say surrender, I'm not talking about some moral try harder. I'm talking about that the, the power that raised Jesus from the dead, that, that by that same power, we get kingdom breakthrough for our freedom. We get kingdom breakthrough for our wholeness. If you can go to the next slide... Paul said this in the Scriptures, Don't you know that all of us who were baptized into Christ were baptized into His death? We were therefore buried with Him through baptism into death in order that, just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. And then the next slide says that, um, I have been crucified with Christ and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave Himself for me. These two passages talk about baptism. That we are co-crucified with Christ. That we are co-buried with Christ. That we are co-raised with Christ. That we co-live with Christ and we're even co-hidden with Christ in the Father. That word for that word co in the scriptures is soon. Soon. That we are as Christ. It's no longer I who lives, but Christ who lives in me. So I live by the power of the resurrection. I live by the spirit of Christ inside me. Amen? And so, again, my main point is since we've been baptized into Christ, we live and give abundant life. So I just want to close by sharing a couple very recent stories about this kind of fresh baptism, this kind of fresh encounter with something of the character of the nature, the name of the Father and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. You know, when we encounter something of the Father's name, or His nature, or His character, what that means is something of His protection or His love. God is a good Father who loves and protects us. And so I was reminded as I was preparing this message of a 78-year-old Messianic Jewish pastor in Manhattan. 
who I met at a conference in Eastern PA, and we were praying for him for his ears to be opened. And as we were praying for physical healing, he went into a vision of a real memory shortly after he came to Christ. And in this memory, it was a man chasing him with a knife to kill him for his ethnicity. And he just, um, and he's rehearsing this memory in his mind. And then all of a sudden, Jesus appears in the memory, in the real memory, and shows him how he protected him that day from early death. And, you know, I mean, we were praying for his ears. Um, I didn't know what was going on. It was awesome. But um, so he gets this measure of emotional healing. He's weeping. And to me, that is a picture of fresh encounter in the love of the Father. It was a picture of the protection of the Father um, shown in that memory. Jesus said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Um, Another thing I think of, when I think of being baptized into the name, the character, the nature of Jesus Christ himself, I think of what he does to bring us freedom, and I think of what he does to bring us friendship. And guys, there are fresh, there are like chill ways that God can do this. This week, we were, we were, it's not all like this dramatic, crazy, when you think of the word power, right? It's like explosions and, but um, we were in the prayer room, uh, three of us, uh, just this week. And um, I saw Jesus in a red mesh baseball cap. And someone else saw saw a rocking chair rocking back and forth. And someone else prayed, Jesus, you're our best friend. And God's, it's like God's presence just filled the room. And we experienced like something of Jesus' friendship. You know, there was agreement in the room. There was the experience of Jesus as friend. And he said that he, there is no friend like one who lays down his life for his brother, right? So that, that aligns with his character. That aligns with his nature. We probably experienced Jesus in a real way this week. And it was simple, and it was relaxed, and it was, yet it was real, and it was transformational, and it was sweet. Uh, a couple weeks ago, we were ministering to someone, and um, we just asked the Holy Spirit to come. And the man began to manifest a demon. Now, that'd be me unfamiliar to you if you're visiting, or, and that's not something you've heard about or experienced. Um, but what God did was he exposed with his light just like, you know, when God exposed what that work day is really about, that Jake, when he shed his light, no. Um, <laughs> um, no, but he exposed the access point. He exposed the influence of the enemy. And that man was delivered from demonic oppression that day. Amen? He was set free. And Jesus said, when the truth, when the sun sets you free, you are free indeed. Amen. So we experienced, he experienced something of the nature, something of the name, something of the character of the person, Jesus Christ that day. Right. <laughs> and so there was a fresh encounter. So when we think about baptism as a life cycle of death and life, right? When we think about being baptized, when we think about our baptism, and what that means for us today, one day it might mean I need to receive from God something fresh for my healing. Another day it might be I have something to give here, right? And so we do this in community, not alone as well. But lastly, I just want to talk about the baptism into the name 
of the Holy Spirit. To experience, to encounter the Holy Spirit afresh. Something of His character, of His nature, might be something that we learn, a truth. Because He's the Spirit of truth who guides us into all truth and brings to remembrance everything that Christ told us. And so, oftentimes, God will speak His truth to someone, renewing their mind regarding a lie that they believed about themselves or about God. Amen? But um, uh, also, He'll bring comfort. The Holy Spirit is the Spirit of all comfort. And so, something that came to my mind as I thought about what it could look like to experience a fresh encounter with the Holy Spirit was um, our missional community uh, went out to the mall uh, one night recently. And Bree and I, uh, Bree Stroop and I were ministering to a couple and their daughter had been shot the week before. And she's okay now, but that was surprising to hear. We just, we just thought like, can we just pray for you? And, um, and they were super receptive to prayer. And, um, the woman in particular, um, you can just tell that as Bree got some spiritual insight in prayer for her, that the Lord was just tenderizing her heart and meeting her in that place of vulnerability, in that place of pain. Her daughter had just been shot. Um, God was meeting her right where she was. I was also reminded of this as I was with a family um, about a month ago or so, and um, uh, I was praying with them as uh, the woman, the mom, the wife, was on her deathbed, it turned out, um, of, of cancer. And we were praying with them, and Jesus gave me something of His compassion to weep with the family. And I believe that in those most low, difficult, painful places, that that's where God comes in and meets us in our comfort. So someone said it from the worship team about, you know, Sometimes, maybe it was John, sometimes God meets, it's in our grief that God meets us. Sometimes it's in our joy. Sometimes it's with a power encounter. Sometimes it's with a gentle word. But it's always going to be something of His nature. The nature, the character, the name of the Father. The name of the Son. And the name of the Holy Spirit. In this life cycle of baptism of death that leads to life, because we are in Christ. Amen? And so, Jake, if you can come and play. Um, yeah, I just want to close uh, with two things. One is just a word for our Gospel Tab family. Um, I believe that God is doing this right now. I believe that God is creating a new thing among us, making us a new wineskin, so to speak, to carry f new wine. And so I'm just encouraged because God is showing us this. <laughs> and He's showing us what it means to step into it uh, moment by moment and just take Him at His word and trust Him. Right? And so um, I'm just really encouraged by God is bringing re resurrection, His resurrection life into our church afresh to carry His new wine into the next season. And I'm really encouraged about that. I also believe uh, two other things um, that God is saying is that He has wildly good things in store for us as we just continue to cultivate intimacy and worship Him, that He has wildly good things in store for us. And that there will even be um, a sense in which we are like, we are hidden in Him. 
hidden from accusation, hidden from slander, hidden from conspiracies of man, hidden from strife of tongues. And I just believe that God is saying that out of Psalm 31 right now for our church. That as we just continue to come before Him and do not strive nor strife, but just receive His love afresh. Receive something of His nature in fresh baptism, in fresh encounter. That all we have to do is just keep taking refuge in Him. And the Lord says, don't fear what other men fear. But come and I, and but fear me, he says, and I will be your sanctuary place. And I will be your sanctuary place. And so God is calling us to just continue to simply receive his love and pour out our love on him with the love with which he first loved us. The gospel is simple. It's receiving his love by faith and it's giving his love to others. It's just from the overflow. Amen. And so lastly, lastly, before um, I close, I just want to say, if there are, I know there are a lot of visitors here today. There may be one or more of you who have never accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior. You may want to learn more about that. We have prayer ministers who are going to come up here soon. And um, they are here, or I am here to talk with you about what that looks like. But if you know that you are tired of striving on your own, that your way hasn't worked, it's not been satisfying, that something's missing, and you know you want a relationship with the Lord. You want to be made right with God. Guys, that's what this is all about. Right? Is that Jesus died and rose again. That He was the sacrifice that satisfied God's wrath on your sin. That you can come into a right relationship with Him and have eternal life. And do you know what eternal life is? It's not just going to heaven someday. But it is to know God the Father and His Son, Jesus Christ. And I just want to tell you, there is nothing better than knowing God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Eleven years ago, I came into the revelation that the gift is Jesus. The gift is Him. And we have Him through what He's done on the cross. So I exhort you, I encourage you, if you have questions, please talk with us. We'd love to talk with you. And if you want that for your life, you can decide right now in your heart. If you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus is Lord of your life, you shall be saved unto eternal life. You will enter into a right relationship with God and know Him and come into knowing Him. And we want to help you understand what it looks like to actually walk in that, to live a life of knowing Him more, of being a follower of Jesus. And so please, don't hesitate to come to us. Amen.